Hello there, it's amazing to have you on board with me today as we continue on in our devotions this week. My name is Jason Franklin Ochola, a servant of God Most High, and I'm glad that you've joined me. We are moving on in this week's edition of the EBZ Devotion. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As we continue in our devotions this week, I'd like to ask you one question. Who's in your boat? Yes, who is this who is in your boat? Uh, some of you are asking, a boat? What boat? I own a boat. I didn't know I owned a boat. Yes, let me tell you, we all own boats. The difference is what kind of boat you are in possession of. Some of us have cruise ships. Some of us have those. Some of us have kayaks, yachts. But yes, we all have boats. Those of us who come from the counties that border a water body, whether it's Lake Turkana, Lake Victoria, or the Indian Ocean, we all have an idea of what a boat does and how it works. We've all experienced in one way or another, whether directly or indirectly, the troubles that come with being in a boat. A storm might find you out in the deep and you might be so scared about what's going to happen next, especially if you don't know how to swim. I've ever been in such a situation where I was, I was once crossing Lake Victoria, not a big expanse of it, but from one beach to the other on one side of Kisumu and we are 12 of us in this boat and our guide is rowing him and one other person at the back are rowing but you have to see this is my first time in a boat I do not know how to swim and I'm seated in the boat securely yet the water is just two inches from the brim or from the edge of the boat and I can see this is water and I know very well this area of the lake has hippopotamuses. And hippopotamuses are not friendly animals. In fact, many deaths in Africa are attributed to hippo attacks. And a hippo will attack you whether or not you are friendly to it. So long as you're in its territory, in its path, it will, it will deal with you. So here I am, the water is just a few inches from the edge of the boat and we are out in the open. It's about 5 p.m. and I tell you the moment we got to the shore, I was amongst the first people to get off. Well, I'm alive here to talk about it. Not that anything crazy happened, but... <laughs> the disciples of Jesus were ever in such a situation. You have to realize a number of them were seasoned fishermen. They were used to waters, huge waters, they were used to waves, they were used to storms, they knew the ways of the sea. And they had just come from ministry and Christ had separated himself from them for a moment because he had just come from feeding 5,000 people in chapter 6 of the book of John. And he perceived that these people could tell that this man might be the Messiah we've been waiting for. And he realized that they wanted to crown him as their king. So he said, Hey, peoples, let me disappear and go to a solitary place that I may refresh. And while he was away at this mountain, his disciples decided to cross the sea and go over to Capernaum. 
So, verse 16 tells us, When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, that's about five to eight kilometers in, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. I don't know what you would do when you're in the middle of a storm, you're in a boat in the middle of a storm, and you're trying to row against the onslaught of the waves and the wind, and you are here trying to row yourself to safety. And then on top of all this, you see someone defying gravity and walking on water. I tell you, my friend, whether or not you knew this person, you would think twice about your situation. You would ask yourself whether this being that is coming towards you is for you or against you. <laughs> you know the way Joshua went and confronted the angel of the Lord that came to the camp and asked him, are you for us or against us? You know, you would ask this being, are you for us or against us? And at that same point, the storm is on you, the strong winds around you and you have to cross and get to safety. Then they realize it is Jesus who is with them near the boat. When Jesus responded to them and said, It is I, they were glad to take him into the boat. Now, the next part of verse 21 is one of my favorite verses in scripture. It tells us, part B of John chapter 6 verse 21 tells us, And immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. Let me repeat that. Verse 21, they were glad to take him into the boat and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. You know, this, this sounds like something straight out of science fiction movies. We are about 2-3 kilometers from our destination in the middle of the sea, being battered by strong winds and we allow Jesus to come into the boat and immediately the boat got to land. They did not have to row the rest of the way. I don't know how this happened, whether the boat now became a, a jet ski of some sort or a, or, 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 or a speedboat, but the boat immediately got to land. How did this happen? And I'll ask you again, who is in your boat? Are you there on your own trying to face life's challenges on your own? Is life so tough on you and you see Jesus coming towards you? Help is coming your way and you do not know how to handle that help. Yes, the disciples were frightened. You would be frightened seeing someone defy gravity. Well, this was not the first time Jesus had walked on water. But you would be frightened because you were not expecting this person to come in this way. Probably you were expecting to rope the boat back to the side where you had left him. But you were not expecting him to go over the sea the way he did. My friend, Jesus is not going to come to you the way you expect him to. Your situation may be the toughest here on earth. But if you decide for yourself the way you want Christ to come to your aid, you will miss out on the big miracle that he has set you up for. The thing is this. 
in the storm that you are, are you waiting on God? Are you patient enough to wait on God to see what he's going to do? One of the previous devotions, the one on desperation, we were looking at how Abraham created his own miracle. And in the end, that miracle became a thorn in the flesh for the promised child, Isaac, and Israel to date. Have you been in that place where you're in the middle of the storm and you're trying to row yourself to, the, to your destination? Yet you do not have the strength, physical strength, to fight against natural forces, to fight against spiritual forces. God has the upper hand when it comes to fighting for you. And because he is in us, scripture tells us, greater is he who is in us than him who is in the world. Yes, we all have boats and we are those boats. We are those boats. The question is this, in your boat, is Christ there? It reminds me of a Sunday school song we'd sing. With Christ in my heart I can smile at the storm as we go sailing home. Sailing, sailing home. Sailing, sailing home. With Christ in my heart I can smile at the storm as we go sailing home. Is Christ in your heart? Is Christ in your boat? And if Christ is in your boat, the circumstances that are surrounding your life are also a boat. Is Christ in the boat that is carrying you across the sea of these circumstances? If he is not, my friend, you're going to struggle trying to get to Capernaum. But when Christ is in your boat, regardless of what situation you're going through, regardless of which point you are in, you are going to immediately get to land to decide where you ought to be. But it first starts with Christ being in your boat. My friend, my brother, my sister, Christ should be in your boat at all times. Don't think of him as the last option. Think of him right from the beginning. Involve him right from the beginning so that your journey across the seas of life may be easier Christ did not come to make things easy. <laughs> he said, my burden is easy and my load is light. There's still a burden to carry. There's still a cross to carry. There's still work to do. Christianity is not as simple as some people think it would be. In fact, the moment you get born again, that's when your battles have gotten stronger. But with Christ in your heart, you will go safely across the waters greater is he that is in us than him who is in the world greater is christ in us than the circumstances that we are caught up in greater is christ in us than the sins we may be committing right now greater is christ greater is christ so i'll ask you one more time who is in your boat are you alone in it? Or is Christ with you in it? Almighty and everlasting Father, if any of us at this moment listening does not have you in their boats, may you quicken them to welcome you on board so that they may cross over to the other side of the sea safe and sound knowing that you've taken care of them 
despite the strong wind. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. And as we finish, I'd like to point this out to you, that the strong winds that were upon the disciples crossing this sea, the Bible does not tell us that the strong winds ceased. Yet, they got across to the other side. See you tomorrow in our next edition of the EBZ Devotion.